Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, onto his left foot. Brilliant. Oh, it's a Hey, thanks for checking out In That Number. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. Follow me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-hosts, Kevin at the Moscow Mush Milverton at Moscow Mush. Statman Steve at Statman underscore Steve. Find him on Instagram at St. Mary's Statbase. Follow the show at Number Podcast, available on Instagram and Facebook too. Please leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe and share as far and wide as you can. If you would like to send us any questions, send us an email on inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter and we'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 77 of In That Number, Shabby Road. Today, <laughs> today we will be discussing Thursday night's disappointing results at Goodison Park and ponder what could have been. And later on, a preview for our next fixture coming up against Inform Manchester United at Old Trafford with expert comments from United Tunnel and United Journal. But first, my co-host, the Moscow mush, Kevin Milverton. Hello, Kevin. All right, Ray, you raging wanker. <laughs> Ah, oh, see, I, I, I omitted a, an insult for you, but you've just given me one. I've caught you off guard, haven't I? You have, yeah. Um, anyway, you're right. Yeah. Um. Well, this week we've had the hot water turned off, um, as it does every year. So I've had to uh, fill up the bath with uh, kettles and pots and pans, which is very uncomfortable. I have to tell you. That's a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do just pour the water from the pots and pans, not just put the pots and pans yes. in the bath. That, that was yeah. the joke, you see. That's <laughs> my attempt at being funny. Yeah. How are you, anyway? Um, yes, yeah, it's a quick turnaround this week, isn't it? Um, no rest for the wicked, as they say. Um, but I'm, I'm good, I suppose. I mean, my hockey's coming back, so I'm in a slightly better mood. The, um, the hub cities have been chosen. So, yeah, it's um, Edmonton and Toronto, so keeping right out of America. Um, yeah. Well, and, yeah, and the, the the puck drops on August the 1st. So, yeah, let's go Rangers. Well excited. Yeah, up the Leafs. <laughs> ITN News. Okay, so we haven't really got any news worth reporting because we recorded earlier in the week. Um, but I do just want to mention that Danny Ings has missed out on the Premier League Player of the Month. Who'd thank it? What a surprise. Eh? Yeah, I'm um, to Bruno Fernandes, who I joked about last week. But, yeah, unlucky Danny. Um I mean, you always knew that once the expert panel got involved, it was always going to be Bruno. But anyway, at least he got the uh, the ITN award. So. Yeah, that's all that counts to him, I think. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. OK, then, so we move on to the Everton game. Going into this fixture, Everton unbeaten in nine home games, 1-5, drawn 4. Carlo, yet to lose at home. Tricky task to take all three points on a pitch that they know so well. Uh, couple that with the fact that we've only won once in our last 20 visits to Goodison. Um, but Ings loves a goal against them, five goals in nine games. They must really, really like Danny, given you know who he used to play for as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, of course, these stats Burnley. would not... <laughs> yeah, <Burnley. laughs> uh, These stats would not alter uh, as we failed to stop their home record. But Ings did keep up his record against them. Uh, and we drew 1-1. Ings opens the scoring again. Uh, then that man, Richarlison, from seemingly out of nowhere. And certainly against the run of play. Um, On to the 11. Unchanged. So, uh, McCarthy, uh, Walker-Peters, Stevens, Bednarik, Bertrand, Armstrong, Ward-Prowse, Romeu, Redmond, Ings and Adams. The bench, Gunn, Long, Oberfemi, Hoiberg, Smallbone, Vokings, Danso, Ferry and Jankovic. Uh, Kevin, considering like you know the work rate and the effort that we put in against Man City, are you surprised that Ralph stuck with the same eleven? You know, no mention of fatigue. Um, I mean, yes and no. I think he wants to stick with that same eleven, doesn't he? That um, stick with that, what's working, yeah. Well, yeah, but bro, don't fix it. But I mean, we all know that with this number of fixtures in such a short amount of time, the question squad. of yeah, and yeah, especially you know looking at our bench, there's you know, not that many players with good Premier League experience on there. Hoiberg, um, you know, come back in long, over Fermi. That's it, really. Danso at a push. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we know that the, the question of fitness is going to come up at some point. Um, if he keeps on fielding the same 11, it's going to risk injury. And, yeah, I'm just pl- happily, pleasantly surprised that um, we can field the same 11 each week, but yeah, next week with three games in that one week, um, I think it might come and bite us in the bum. Mm, I think we might have to see Long a little bit more with yeah, yeah. as well, utilised. But um, but yeah, this game, uh, very good start, very active, um, mm. and you could see that you know they were oozing confidence, like all of them, just looking confident at beating Everton, and it, I suppose that's really nice to watch and. And it almost paid dividends straight away when Armstrong had the ball in the net, but the flag went up yeah. offside. But yeah, a, a warning right there. Yeah, that was unfortunate. I, mean, I think they knew it. 
when it went in. But um, this is this this game is it's a bit of a blur for me, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, just literally finished work and race to try and get it on the on the telly. And um, from what I remember, the first half, a lot of chances from Armstrong. Mm. Yeah, leading up to that goal. Uh, but I mean, they they had they had their chances in, uh, in that first half. Yeah, I mean, that, Alex Awobi had that effort that was straight down McCarthy's throat, wasn't it? But, yeah, it's a good save. It was, yeah. But in the build-up to that cross, it's like Everton were frustrated because we had so much pressure on them. Mm. And Kai Walker-Peters and Armstrong was stopping that supply because I think Luca Dean tried to whip that ball in on a couple of occasions, but you know they were just so tight to them and didn't you know didn't allow them to get it in. But eventually, of course, they did, and it went to Alex Awobi who forced a good save out of McCarthy. But yeah, um, but I, I I saw it. I mean, I like you, Kev, because I was um. I was rushing around on Thursday night trying to get things done in time, and um, I just just got to the game, and it was all it was all quite quick. It was just everything was happening mm. fairly fast, and you know James Ward Prowse had that free kick as well from range. Uh, we've um, Pickford had to make a save, didn't he? Had to push it over the crossbar, but, um, and then Ings actually hit the bar from that ensuing corner. So it was just constant pressure, and it was only a matter of time. I mean, I, I felt it was so nice watching a game where you feel like. Yeah, because Everton aren't, aren't a poor side at all, especially... Not under car, man. Yeah, and it looked like, it looked like we were going to beat them. And I, I was fairly confident, even at halftime, that we were going to we were going to turn this around and beat them. Uh, but then, I, I, I want to discuss this. The, the penalty, yes or no? <laughs> um, probably not. <laughs> um, I mean, we're going to talk about Man United um, a little bit later and um, another similar sort of controversial <laughs> penalty decision uh, um, went for them against Villa. Um, it, it, there wasn't really a foul there, was it? I mean, he just kind of falls over. Yeah, he was already falling, wasn't he? I mean, it, mm. it's not a penalty for me either, Kev. I will say I don't think it's a penalty for anyone apart from Lee Mason. But, you know, if this was the other way around, it would be a really, really different conversation right now. But... I mean, do you give the blame to Prousey or Lee Mason for awarding it? Um, I, you can't blame Prousey. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's not going to say no. I don't want. I don't want a penalty. No thanks. Um, <laughs> but I mean, did they even take a look at this one? No, I don't think they did. That's what I mean. It's just I don't. I, I don't get that. He was yeah. obviously very, very clear that it was a penalty, but it's just you know a harsh one for Everton. But yeah, like you said, he was just falling into Gomez and it was harsh on, on, on him too but I mean it's, it's, yeah so again similarities with that um, Fernandez but yeah. I mean, he's just kind of going went backwards over him sort of, I mean, he didn't make as much of a meal out of it as, as he did but uh, but he scored his yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true um, uh, justice for Everton in some way but yeah uh, actually James Wood-Prowse one of two players to miss two penalties in the league this season interesting and Marcus Rashford yeah. is the other. I mean, do do we keep him on penalties? No, no. I mean, you think I, I, had, should be taken? I had the discussion with Steve actually, and we said the same thing because I think he said that somewhere uh, he wasn't a drain for the crowd wasn't meant to take that penalty. Um, yeah, of course I'd give it to Ings. You know, he's chasing the golden boot. He's he knows where the goal is. He doesn't have to look. He's a natural finisher. He's oozing with confidence, as we say. Then, yeah, give it to the, give it to the main man. I think, but I, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, uh, really unfortunate. And if he'd got the penalty, he could be on for a hat trick. You know, and that hat trick would put him um, on a power Vardy, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, gun to your head, though, Kev. If if um, Angus. <laughs> uh, 
Um, who would you want taking a penalty for your life? Oh, shit. Um, it is back in the day. <laughs> I, meant, I meant in this current team. You'd want, oh. you'd want Danny, wouldn't you? I think so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's been a while since he's taken one, so... Yeah, and then again, yeah. you know, you've got James Wood-Prowse, who's a dead ball specialist. You would have thought, no problem. And it's not as if it was a crap penalty, because he fucking hit it. He just... Yeah, it's just a little bit too much under it. Mm. Say so, yeah, an inch lower, it would have bounced back into the into the goal mouth. Yeah, but as I say, justice. Um, glad we didn't score that way, but we did score the right way. Um, Ings opens up, of course. Uh, go, going back to the build-up, I mean, Kyle Walker-Peters with nice little feet there down the right. He gets the ball to Armstrong, who just runs at the Everton back line. Yeah, charges through. So much just, space from, yeah. such, from, from early on as well. And he feeds a lovely little reverse to Ings. And he kind of like, I don't know, bundles it in, doesn't he really? Not not his most memorable one, but, you know, you take them however they come, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, he fluffs the, fluffs the first attempt of it. But, um, yeah, mm. Pickford <laughs> doesn't do any better on trying to, trying to clear it. And it's a sort of... Um, like a leg fencing tournament, and um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Ings comes out the better. Yeah, it's all about the run for me, though. The the run from Ings, and he found the space and created it in the build up. And it's a striker's one, isn't it? It's 19, 19 Premier League goals now. That's um, it's great for Saints, isn't it? Really, really good. Um, but deserved the lead. Um, and and now Danny has opened up the scoring in nine separate games this season, and that is more than any other player. Wow, how many of them have we won? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look that far. Pro- so probably a minority. Probably, probably one of them, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, how did you see Everton after the after the goal, after the setback? Um, I mean, much of the same, really, isn't it? I mean, we we, we dominated possession in, well, in both of the halves, and yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe that they it took them that long to work out. Um, what other teams like um, Burnley and West Ham have before them that if you just hoik a long ball up across um, you, you can get behind us quite easily mm. and and that's what um, Luca, Luca Dinge apparently according to my notes um, <laughs> that's what he managed brilliantly um, yeah it's a beautiful long ball there and great touch to control it and just volley it over Maka Maka did get a touch on it, didn't he? Yeah, it wasn't enough. No. Yeah, as I say, it was, it was out of nowhere, really. And um, I don't know, I'm just not even sure how it happened, because it was kind of like blink and you miss it. And I, actually, I, I had this on pause and I was re-watching it, and just as, as Luca Ding, or Dinge as you call him, um, <laughs> puts the ball through, Calvert-Lewin is between Stevens and Bednarek, and Richarlison's on his own. I, you know, one of them needs to pick up Richarlison, and I think mm-hmm. that's Bednarek, he needs to watch him Stevenson needs to go to Calvert-Lewin but he's on his own but it needed to be a pinpoint pass and it needs to be a great first touch and they got it mm. and that was it he, you know he's a good finisher so that was it um, 1-1 and uh, Richarlison yeah it becomes the fifth Brazilian to reach 30 Premier League goals any idea of the other four Kevin? Oh okay. Firmino yeah Firmino he's one Coutinho yep Fernandinho no he's not scored 30 Okay. Oh, oh, Willian. Yep. And so, who's the last one then? Uh, it's Gabriel Jesus. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm. How did you forget that one, Kev? Come on. Because can't fucking score against us. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, at halftime, Carlo Ancelotti changed it up. Uh, Wobi come off, Sadebi come on, changed the formation a little bit. But it didn't really do much for them, did it? Because they didn't really settle as quick as I thought they were going to in that second half. I thought they had, things needed to change, but it wasn't, or it didn't rather. Um, and I was still confident that we could get three points out of this one. Yeah, it's a similar feeling to when De Bruyne and Foden came on against it. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe maybe they have got some ideas here. And Carlo's always got an idea. Yeah, um, just wasn't really the but, different idea. Yeah. Well, he had an idea, so the Everton players had a different idea, obviously. Um, he said himself he was disappointed with um, the performance. Now, I want to talk about the, the Bednarik booking. Yeah. Where, where do you stand on this one? It's a weird one. He does get the ball. Yeah. And I thought that that was fine. It's just outside the area. So, okay, no question of Benton. Um, Denial yeah, does, of a goal-scoring opportunity, though? Um, well, that's, isn't that a, a centre-back's job, to try and deny goal-scoring <laughs> opportunities? That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, hang on. The, the ref says it's a yellow. Yep. VAR and check. VAR checks it. And uh, says that it, they've upheld that upheld that decision. Yep, no denial of a goal scoring opportunity. So if there's no denial of a goal scoring opportunity, why was he booked? I think it's because they, you know, it would have been harsh not to give anything out of that. But I, you know, personally, when I watched it live, I thought that's a great tackle. What more hmm. did he do? I thought he got the ball. And then every time I've seen it since, the more and more I see it, the more I think the ref was right. I think you have to give something for it it's borderline isn't it yeah it's, it's a tough one but I think he does get the ball yeah I, I don't know um, but again yeah, the, the, the free kick's like too close to be any sort of danger really isn't it still made me panic a little bit well uh, yeah no, I didn't manage to hit the wall <laughs> and then off Sigurdsson off the rebound as well um, Sidiwe has a crap but that gets saved yeah, I mean it would be it would be impressive um, that we can hold them back that much if we did get the goal that made the difference. Yeah, there wasn't wasn't much to shout about in the second half after that, really, was there? Really. Kind of the game kind of fizzled out then again, and it was some. Um... I mean, Adams had a, a decent shot beginning oh, of the second beginning half. Beginning of the second half, yeah, kind of like turned and uh, forced a good save out of Pickford, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, see, that was right at the start of the second half, and I thought we started like the first. I thought we were going to yeah, really stamp it down and show that we are dominating this game and we are in control. Um, but it yeah. just wasn't to be, was it? No, I mean, we've had a habit of um, having a stronger second half since the comeback, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of them are show, showing their um, showing that fatigue, I think. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It is maybe just the fatigue and, and, and all that kicking. But... I mean, at the start of the season, if someone would have said to me, you're going to get a point at Goodison Park, I would have said, yes, OK, we'll take that. But considering that we were you know, in control of the game so much we, and we just didn't take the chances, it, it's, it was a good performance, but it was a really disappointing result. And I kind of like felt, I don't know, I don't know about you, but it felt like it was a loss because, because we didn't get yeah. that three points. It was just so, it was just as disappointing in that sense because we could have um, you know, leapfrogged them in the league table as well with a, with a win. Yeah, I mean, they were, everyone was talking about Everton as potentially being contenders for the Europa League uh, spaces. You know, we would have, you know, taken the baton from them and maybe been in with the shout. Now, I mean, with Sheffield United winning yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's what eight points, nine points. Yeah, we'd need. 
Um, yeah, so if, yeah, if everyone else loses every every match from now on, then we're in with the sham. Um, but, I mean, Everton didn't really capitulate completely. I mean, they still had it together, considering what they've done today. I don't know if you've seen the, the, the Wolves-Everton score from today. Are they 2-0 up? No, they've lost 3-0 away to Wolves. So, um, it's just... Whoa. Like, well, yeah, why couldn't we do that? Because <laughs> we had complete control of them. It's like Everton are there for the taking at the moment. And uh, as we spoke uh, to Mike, Mike Richards of... Um, Unholy Trinity podcast last week, and he said that his play, you know, that the, the midfield, they're very thin. The whole squad's quite light, um, and they're not able to rotate like like the big six can. Mm. And it's like, same for us. So I think the, you know the result comes down to both teams being a little bit fatigued, not being able to take it. But you know, it's more disappointing for us. I think Everton will be more happy with the, with the point than we are, certainly, because they did ride their luck a little bit, especially the first half. In terms of shots, possession, it, it was all Southampton. Yeah, we just dominated them. Um, uh, it's, it's quite impressive that we can um, dominate possession and press them as hard as we do. Yeah, and just not get anything out of it, though. <laughs> and get a yeah, ridiculous number of shots. Although, um, shots on target were, were even up me at four or four apiece. Um, and as I say, yeah, it finished 1-1. Uh, that's 27 points on the road now. That's the fourth uh, fourth most of any Premier League club. Points. Liverpool got 41, Chelsea got 30, and Man City got 28. So behind that, only one behind City on the road. That's impressive. But, Kevin, we've got, you know, a five allotted subs. Should we be making more? Yeah, I think this this is the point. We should be make, not only making more... But making it, I think does does Ralph has he been has anyone told him that he can make five subs? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess he, he should he should be making more, but then not at the expense of the game. Maybe he thought, well, I mean, you don't need to make subs for no reason, do you, other than a necessity? But maybe he thought with the players, like you alluded to at the start of this, that we haven't really got those game changers on the bench, you know, apart from Long, Oberfemi, I guess Hoybier. There's not really anyone on that bench that can come on and make an impact. Yeah, um, and I mean, I guess he thought well, we've got the players that are on the field now have still got a chance of winning this game for us. Can we, you know, mess up that chemistry by putting, I don't know, Vokins or Danso on? It's not really going to do anything for the game, is it? No, I think, um, yeah, Armstrong's um, fatigue's a bit of a problem. I think I'd be bringing him off a bit, a little bit earlier. Yeah, Smallbone come on for Armstrong, didn't he? Yeah, but that wasn't until the 88th minute. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Hoiberg and Long with 20 minutes to go. I mean, that's that's a kind of reasonable substitution, I think. But well, yeah, we, I Hoiberg, think, I think, it's just like for like, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna bring Hoiberg on to win a game. He's just gonna shore it up a little bit. No. But Long for Adams, you got fresh legs there, and, and yeah, that's sensible. Yeah. Um, I'd maybe be I don't know. Yeah, you, your thing is if you're bringing on Oberfemi, it's at Ings's expense, and you don't really want to be taking him off the pitch unless he's um, knackered. I don't know where he gets. Yeah, same for Ward Prowse as well. You don't need to be taking him off unless you're going to oh. change. Unless you're going to take a Redmond off and change the formation a bit to put Oberfemi on. But I mean, um, Ward Prowse never comes off. No, unless he um, has to. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's. Hasn't he played every minute of every match? Yeah, I think so. That's that's incredible. But I think we, we're we're really lacking um, Buffal and Gineppo. Mm-hmm. I think because you could throw them on for Redmond and Armstrong and really mix things up. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Don't have that option. Um, and at the end of the match, Carlo admitted that Everton's performance wasn't good enough. They weren't in control, like we said. So yeah, um, and Ralph said it was disappointing. You know, Everton had those two attempts really, but um, you know, this is football. 
and you know, given what happened in the last game, can't be too disappointed with it, I suppose. But um, the stat that jumped out at me was the the xG for the game. And okay, I know we had a penalty and everything, but uh, Everton's was 0.82 to wow. our 2.5. So really, really disappointing, and that that we couldn't take those chances. But I mean, it's a point, right? And we're already safe. It's just. It's just brownie points from now on, isn't it? Just keep up the uh, the high intensity and just you know keep going right to the end. Yeah, I think us finishing top half would be an incredible achievement after the beginning of the season that we had. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just before we, we we put a bow on this game, uh, a word on Nathan Redmond because we mentioned in the last episode about him not having a big impact as he did last season, and mm. we had that listener question, but he went missing again against Everton. Yeah. There's nothing to report on him really. Um, I mean, we do our man to watch mm-hmm. each match, right? Yeah. And I chose Redmond this time, and um, yeah, I, I wish I had because there's there's not really much to say about him. He's mm. kind of he's just he's just there. <laughs> just there. Um, yeah. It's, it's just there. It doesn't. It's not, he's never had a bad performance, I don't think. Um, no. But yeah, just his contribution isn't the same as it was last season or even the beginning of this season um, need to find a way to get that back mm. it just seems like that his this 4-2-2-2 formation is working for everybody apart from Redmond maybe I don't know maybe you need to get him more central to get the best out of them to be able to come inside and pick the ball himself um, I don't know I mean we'll, we'll we'll watch that I mean I could probably take him next one if you want <laughs> See. Um, yeah go on then see if you I can stay awake Yep, <laughs> I will do. Although he is playing Man United, so it's um, yeah, maybe not the best idea. Um, I, I, you say player watch. I was taking Bertrand on this one, and oh. we we had Statman Steve. We've got him coming up shortly. Um, and he, he hit us with some Bertrand numbers, so I won't bore you to death with him this week. But um, he is he has been taking a little bit of flack from certain fans, and I can't quite figure out why. And they're saying that he's lost a little bit of his pace. Um, and I know in, in previous seasons, his passion has been questioned. Um, but I, I think he's happy with this current system. Um, and I thought he had a, a decent enough performance. And it wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't bad. Um, and he just quietly goes about his business. He made some more than decent uh, crossfield passes. Uh, positionally, he wasn't great at times. I mean, that, that Awobi chance, he was nowhere. Um, uh, and I think with Bertrand, he divides more opinion than anybody else in the side. Unless you can find another Kev. Well, I mean, now that Jack Stevens is on, sorry, Jack fucking Stevens, he's 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 back on form. Um, yeah. Carl Walker Peters, I think everyone agrees he's good. Uh, Macca still number one choice. Oh, I suppose Macca does get a little bit. He has got his critics too. And look at the alternatives. I think it's going to be interesting um, if Forster does come back, as the rumour might have. But anyway, Bertrand had the most touches and most passes than anyone else, um, and he was up there on blocks too. So. Um, and his numbers for the season, um, he, he's you know second best on XA in the season with 3.4. So mm. uh, I say I don't think Bertrand's a terrible terrible player as people are making out. No, I'm I'm happy that he's there because. What's the alternative there? Vikings, but um, we all know he's not ready. And no, I think Bertrand's just he's just a professional. And um, yeah, yeah, well said. I, I don't ever see that he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, especially this season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a final word from me and a bold statement, if I may. Mm. Um, if we continue to keep playing the way that we are, you know, and we keep Danny fit, and we somehow can get Redmond to, you know, to 
spark again and, and keep James Ward-Prowse doing what he's been doing. A consistent, cohesive centre-back pairing of Stevens and Bednarik, which we're getting. Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters in. Bertrand at his best. Shea scoring. Um, and maybe a new signing to replace Hoybier. All those things that we've seen, basically, in recent weeks. This team has got to be going places next season. And mm-hmm. I think we can finish in the top half easily. Because we can see how hard we've been working with this, you know, this Ralph's identity. And I know we're going to take the odd beating, but we're also going to frustrate a lot of teams and be difficult to beat. And we're going to come up with some shock results like we saw last week. But then again, I was confident last season, going into this season, thinking, you know, we're going to do Burnley. (laughs) And then we all remembered what happened at the start of the season. So progression Mm -hmm. next season is key. And we need to start off on the right foot, don't we? We need to just keep going the way we are now almost don't want a break we just want to go just like roll into next season as we are well, that's practically what we're going to have to do isn't it's it about I a mean, month isn't it I think they're saying September the 11th okay I mean but with the pre-season you know um, European competition is sure. going to be going ahead as well um, yeah I think it's and they're going to have to be back in training a week or two before that you sure yeah just sit on huh. quick turnaround and then no, nobody's going to be really um you know, flying off to the other side of the world. We're not going to have um, a Saints tour in Macau or whatever. No. Like we normally do. The, the, this is good as well, because we, we we're going straight from this season into the next season. And as soon as this season finishes, we've got the Euros. And then we've got football again. And then we've got the World Cup. So, there's <laughs> no break. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, maybe... I think if we can keep that fitness up as we have been, um, why not? I think mean, this could be to our advantage. Um, man of the match for you, Kevin. <sighs> the rule is, if in doubt, give it to Wings, isn't it? And he did <laughs> score. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm going to give it to Armstrong. Oh, okay. Um, just because I was trying to look out for um, Redmond and I kept being distracted by him, and I think it's his, it's his hard hair. work it's that leads hair. to that. But that, yeah, I'm sort of partly in love with him. Yeah, just his hair on Shane Long's um, body at yeah, this point. Um, <laughs> um, but no, yes, his hard work that leads to that goal um, in the first half more so. But yeah, just just charging through the midfield and making life difficult for them. Um, just yeah, didn't really lead to anything other than that goal. I love I love Armstrong. Also, um, I just. Um, Steve, Steve's going to give us his man of the match in a bit but um, I'll, I'll give you mine now um, it was close between Danny Ings who scored the goal and just kept up his um, his non-stop running his, his creating space is what I love the most um, and Kyle Walker-Peters again um, and for me this time mm. I'm going to you know back to back Kyle Walker-Peters wow. he's growing in confidence and seems to have this position nailed on you know and this is what we wanted. We wanted him to, you know, get a chance, and he has that chance, and he's taken it. Um, and I really, really want him included next season. So, that, you know, let's hope we can extend the loan or get him on permanently. That would be brilliant. Because, you know, he can get again, 66 touches, very effective press, led in tackles and blocks, and had four successful dribbles as well. And the goal that we scored, the, the, you know, when he gave the ball to Armstrong, well, he gave the ball to Ward Prowse, and then gave it to Armstrong, but the footwork that he did to get away in the dribble watch that again because that was something else I think as I said last week I think we've got ourselves a player there I just hope Tottenham don't realise that <laughs> um, yeah they're not daft are they um, no. <clears throat> although 
they've got Mourinho in charge who's probably got his own ideas that's probably the only saving grace but um, yeah maybe we should send the boys round to Daniel Levy's place and um, <laughs> get his arm twisted okay we're going to go on to Statman Steve Steve is Statman Man. Okay, Statman Steve, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a busy week, but um, I'm very happy that it's the weekend. Um, yeah, had a couple of mates over last night, which was pretty nice. Oh, nice, um, nice, nice, nice. What'd you get up to? Um, yeah, so we just kind of came around, had a had a Chinese. That was a good meal. Um, yeah, I was I was on the cider, so. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Are you feeling a bit rough this morning? <laughs> Not too bad. Um, yeah, I, I think it's that craft cider kind of thing where you, you think it tastes so good, but you don't really realise the after effects of it. But uh, yeah, not too, yeah. too bad. <laughs> good stuff. But yeah. Um, anyway, so the Everton game from Thursday night. Um, what did you make of it? Um, yeah, I think as probably a lot of people would say, it was a game of two halves. Um I thought we started off very, very brightly. Um, I thought we were just—I thought we should have really been about two or three goals up, to be honest. By the time um, mm. we eventually scored a goal, um, but yeah, Everton just weren't really at the races, and it seemed like they didn't really kind of want it. Um, their centre backs just were leaving so many gaps for Ings to exploit. Um, so, yeah, we really should have kind of killed off that game in the first half. But. Yeah, I mean, we spoke to an Everton fan last week and he said that, he, that you know, that he thinks the Everton squad's quite light. Mm. Um, so they they can't rotate as much as they'd like. Kind of like Saints, really, because we've got quite a, quite a yeah. thin squad. Um, so maybe it was just a little bit of um, tiredness from both. But, yeah, definitely yeah. Everton in that first half, I agree. Yeah, we should have taken them. Yeah. should have taken them. And, um, you know, that penalty that we had... Um, early on that Prowse missed um did, what did what, what, firstly what did you think did you think it was a penalty um so I didn't see the first kind of um tackle like as in live um and then I saw the replay and I thought oh well why has he kind of gone over there I think he just fell into Gomez I don't think he I don't think did, Gomez yeah. did anything I, I don't think it was a penalty myself harsh one harsh one for Gomez but yeah um but you got you and me we, we take it because yeah. I mean, how many times have we had a, you know, had to go against us? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, exactly. But yeah. but yeah, smashed it against the bar. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, you would have put, you would have put money on Ward Prowse, wouldn't you? Yeah. Set piece, dead ball. You're thinking, yeah. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he took it well. He just did it. He oh just... no, he, he absolutely smacked it. But yeah, I, I heard, I heard somewhere that apparently he wasn't supposed to take it. Apparently, um, I don't know if that means that Ings was supposed to take it, but. Yeah, I read somewhere that Ralph said he wasn't supposed to take the penalty. So yeah, I I heard something like that as well. Um, but then why would Ings not take it if you're chasing a golden boot? Surely Ings should have just said to him, "Hang on, I know, oh, you know, yeah, Prowse is the captain and all that." But strange I mean, one. Yeah, I would have given it to him. Like if he if he'd been taking our penalties all season, he'd be right up there with Vardy by now. Oh, of course he would. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, anyway, Everton stats. What have you got for us? Yes. Um. So yeah, as I said earlier, like I think it was um, a game of two halves really. Um, I thought the first half, you know, we dominated, but then um, just looking back on the stats, I kind of have to commend Everton for their defending in the second half. Um, they were very, very difficult to break down, and um, when they kind of went back to 
they they went to a back five um, during the game. I think they brought in Sidibe at halftime, and mm-hmm. that kind of changed. So I think what was happening was when they went on the attack, he he joined the right of the midfield, but then when we went on the attack, he dropped drop into the defence as like a back five. Um, so as I was saying, it was a is a very kind of you know looking at Everton, they're kind of dominating the defensive stats here. Um, so yeah, it seems like a very very um, Carlo Ancelotti thing to do. He seems to like. Yeah, I'm just thinking if this would have been, you know, Silver at the start of the season, we would have taken Everton. But the fact that he's, you know, changing things up on the fly like that is a very Ancelotti thing to do. And I think that's probably why second half we struggled to break him down. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the kind of defensive stats now. Like they they had 29 clearances to our 18. They had 21 aerials, one to our 15. Um, But probably says more about the game we played. We took the game to them and they apart from their goal they didn't really do anything at all um so yeah i think ralph had to just kind of change up our approach because it looked like we were trying to feed in the ball in the first half and then the second half it looked like it was more kind of crosses going in with that back five so um yeah in the in the second half in particular so we had 17 crosses to their five um and then i think our reason was sort of so ralph changed the formation instead of the four kind of triple two he then moved to about a four three three and then he when Hoiberg was brought on it was more like a four two three one so he was kind of protecting mm. um the back four a bit more but um yeah I wanted to I wanted to highlight Bertrand because I thought he was really good for the second half well both him and Armstrong um I thought they were really kind of feeding the ball into the final third and into the box very well um, just looking at Bertrand's stats, he's got the most kind of for crosses and passes into the box, um, 14 in total there. Um, and I think I just wanted to mention Bertrand because I think after the game, I saw a lot of fans were saying, yep. yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Like they were saying, oh, so they're saying that he'd lost it a bit. Yeah. Bit, yeah. That was very off harsh. the pace. Yeah. I think that's very harsh um, because I think he gives so much and I think he's so underrated that if he, if he didn't play a game, we'd really notice it. Um, I think he's just kind of that pivotal fig- figure in our side now that we just expect it of him. Um, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to highlight Bertrand there, but also um, on my on my page, I was just asking, um, you know, people what what they thought who who was their man of the match, um, and they kind of went for Walker Peters. So I started looking at his stats, but he came out very, very well in the game. So overall, both sides, uh, he had the most tackles, so three tackles, most blocks, and most tackles um, drawn onto him, so four for both of those stats. Um, and I think it just shows that now Ralph trusts him and we kind of figured out that right-back position for the rest of the games. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy um, for Walker Peters. Um, and then lastly, just kind of, you know, we always sort of mention about the press. That's our game. That's how we play. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Ings is very high at the top. He's second, but it's actually Ward Prowse who um, dominated those stats and he had 24 presses. So even though he missed the penalty, I think um, he did he did well in the game and I, th- I thought he was unlucky to miss that. Of course he was, yeah. Um, you mentioned Kyle Walker-Peters' stats there. Um and your page did it come up with Kyle Walker Peters as the as the top? Yeah, by well, not some way. I think it was Ings had about forty 
two votes. Walker Peters had about 54, I think. So, yeah, still over 10 votes. Um, okay. Does he take your man of the match as well, then? I um, he, no, he doesn't, actually. I, oh, he doesn't? I thought, oh, okay. Um, I thought it was Stu Armstrong. I thought he was the man of the match. Um, he was running the game in the first half. Um, he was absolutely running the show, and I thought he's very, again, very underappreciated by the fans. I think he's very, very underappreciated, especially by away fans. Yeah. I don't think they realise just how important he is to us. Yeah, I think... I was having to think about it. Like, I'm pretty sure he would get into most teams in the Premier League, um, maybe apart from like City. I think he's so so important. Like, he can play that number ten role. He can kind of move inside. He can play on the wing. He's just so underappreciated, and um, I think he, he needs more appreciation. Well, I think he's getting it from from Ralph anyway, and that's what matters. Exactly. So he's, yeah. He's a staple in this team now. I know he, he was missing. Um, was it the Watford game he missed out on? But that was just through mm. through rest, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely important and a, and a good choice. I'm glad yeah. you went for someone nice, Stuart Armstrong. is brilliant. Um, anyway, so put it aside that. Well, I mean, it was a good performance against Everton. It was just yeah. a disappointing outcome. Yeah. Um, but next, of course, we move to Old Trafford on Monday night. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about this one? Because, I mean, United are in great form since they the are. restart. Yeah. They're, 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 pick, they're picking up. I mean, they drew, drew their opening one against Spurs. They've had dominant 3-0 wins over Sheffield United, Brighton and, and Villa on Thursday night. They stuck stuck in five against Bournemouth. Mm, yeah. Uh, and they pr- progressed into the FA Cup semi-finals as well. And Bruno Fernandes is cleaning house um, individually too. I mean, he, mm. he robbed Danny of the of the month. <laughs> um, and he also took uh, goal of the month as well. Oh, okay. So um, I don't know. Yeah, so he, he's yeah, he's cleaning up, mm-hmm. capitalising. Um, uh, June's been... They're very kind to them, I suppose, and, and yes. him in particular. But but how do we derail them now? Because they seem to be on this high. Mm, yeah, I think it will be a very difficult game for us. But again, especially up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it will be very difficult. I'm not sure sort of how often we've won up there in the past, but it's, it's probably not like too many times in the recent history. Um, it was like three seasons ago in Tadic in the last minute. Wasn't okay. It? Yeah. That's yeah. I was up. I was up there for that. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I think. I think. Yeah. It, it will be a difficult game, as as we all know. But I think it's it's where I kind of like. For example, when I'm doing my fantasy Premier League, I think who's doing really well, and then the next week, ah, maybe they're not going to do so well. So I'm kind of trying some reverse psychology and thinking maybe we can kind of get something <laughs> from this because they've been doing so well that maybe they'll they'll kind of slip up here, but. I think it'd be difficult. I think definitely if Romeo starts, he needs to have Fernandez on lockdown. He just needs yeah. to he <laughs> needs to be man marking him because he's so dangerous. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how he's I don't know how Ralph's going to approach the game really because United are so kind of potent on the um, counter attack that they could really hurt us. Um, but we can, we've shown that we can press the big teams. We did it against City, so I don't see why we can't do it against United. Um, yeah, I think Pogba's got a mistake in him as well. Yeah, <laughs> you press him. That's very true. <laughs> so has that back four, you know, because those yeah. centre halves aren't aren't brilliant. I think, I mean, you got Lindelof, you got Phil Jones, awful. Yeah. You've got see. Eric Bailly, who's in and out of the team, and you've got Harry Maguire, who I think is very, very overrated. He is. Yeah, I think probably Maguire needs that. I think he needs a more kind of stronger centre back partnership. But he again, does, yeah. I. I 
I actually quite like Lindelof. I think he's a good player, but yeah, think, he's, he's okay. He's probably the best one they've got. Yeah, but I think those, especially left back, I I've not really seen too much of Luke Shaw, but I've, I've seen some people say he's, he's been doing quite well recently. But he's doing fine. Um, yeah, he's doing fine. Um, and and Wan Bissaka at right back. Yeah, I mean, you, you say about the importance <laughs> of Bertrand. We're going to find out. Mm, yeah. For sure, and and Redmond if he plays as well. Um, exactly, because he likes to get up there and he likes to put crosses in, so we're going to have to stop that supply because the, the the people in the middle of the park at the moment, Mason Greenwood, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, they're not going to need a, no. a second chance. They're going to put them away, and, and Bruno. Mm, I, so yeah. you're going to have to be right on top of it. Yeah, be and as you say, Romeo is going to have to be... <laughs> unless what unless what that's very true um mm. yeah I, I, i'll be interested to see what the formation is see if he makes any changes um would be, it might i mean it might be that they do the, the you know that the uh four two three one against the united potentially yeah um i think yeah i i seem to remember like long going out on the wing in that formation um which was interesting um mm. but uh yeah i think yeah, Adams Adams had a really good game against Everton before he got bought off. So again, I think he just needs to use that physicality um, and kind of try and hustle Maguire and Lindelof. And I think hopefully we should see some gaps. And I'd like to think that we would score. Um, yeah, I think I think we could get something out of it. But again, it's going to have to be a very very good performance, like against City. Absolutely. Um, can I get a prediction from you then? I want to be positive. Um, as was with Everton. Um, <laughs> Which I got spot on, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, one or one draw. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it, it could be quite open, like the last game. Uh, last season, was it? They won 3-2. Was that last Yeah. There's always a lot of goals in this fixture as well. Mm, yeah, like a, a Valerie absolute stunner. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, this is very tough. I'm going to go... I'm going two one Saints, but I'm being very, very optimistic wow. there. And I think we can go, we can go up to Old Trafford and take three points. Mm, I'm going to be very optimistic there and say that our defence needs to be really, really strong, uh, like it was against City. Yeah, I think that's the only way we're going to get something out of that. But realistically, I think, yeah, we'll be lucky to to get three points. Um, yeah, but I want to be optimistic. Let's let's be optimistic. Let's let's. <laughs> Steve, thank you, mate. That's um, that's, all right. that's brilliant. No worries at all. Um, and we shall we shall chat next week. Sweet, yeah, sounds like a plan. Yeah, hopefully cool. we'll get some another game. Absolutely. Okay, Kevin, on to Manchester United. Just had a chat with Statman Steve over them, so I'll ask you the same as I did him. Um, we we had that difficult trip on Monday to Old Trafford. So Monday the thirteenth of July. That's an eight p.m. kickoff. And you can catch that on Sky. Uh, Kev, are you worried about this one? No, a piece of piss. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's being being sarcastic or not. But, uh, Very. Okay. United are enjoying a purple patch, right, since the restart. They drew the opener against Spurs. Um, had some impressive 3-0 wins over Sheffield United, Brighton and Villa on Thursday night. They banged in five against Bournemouth. Um, progressed into the FA Cup semi-final. Bruno Fernandes, you know, is, has just been amazing since joining. He's won two player of the months in his short time in the Premier League and he actually stole the player of the month from Danny as we mentioned earlier he also took goal of the month uh, which is the first one that's ever happened uh, possibly the best form in the country right now so are you worried now um, no we've got Ariel Romain 
Okay. Fine. That's that's it. That's, you want to play like that? That's fine. Um, I've been in contact with a few uh, a few United fans um, for this one, and I've asked them their opinions regarding the game. Um, first from United Tunnel. It's a, he's a United fan on Twitter, living in Toronto. Um, so I of course took the opportunity to have a little chat about the Leafs too. So yeah. Um, mm. But here's what you have to say about the game. Uh, so I asked him, you know, what what sort of game can we expect this time around? He says, I'm, I can expect a hard-fought game from start to finish. With the work rate Saints produce every game, I think they're a club who have an identity under their current manager. I highly rate their fullbacks. James Ward-Prowse and Ings doing great for my fantasy football team. Um, mm. It'll be difficult to stop United, even if Saints sit back. The best way to cause issues for United are to pin down their fullbacks in their own half and create chances attacking Shaw's side of the pitch and put the crosses in. Drawing fouls in critical areas on the pitch and having James Ward-Prowse on free kicks are very opportune for Saints. And then I asked him if he's worried about anyone from Southampton, and of course he said Ings and James Ward-Prowse are dangerous. Uh, if you could pick one Saints player, what did he go for, do you think, Kev? Um, Ings? He did, yep. He said Ings for his consistent goal threat. Um, he'd be a good backup for Martial, or mm. start him when United play two strikers. Uh, predicted lineup. then. Um, I'll ask you your, your Saints lineup in a sec but I wanted to know what they were going to do he thinks an unchanged you know 4-2-3-1 that they seem to adopt at the moment with De Gea Wan-Bissaka Lindelof Maguire Shaw Matic and Pogba holding Fernandez, Rashford Greenwood and Martial um, so yeah difficult difficult that uh, from our point of view how, how do you expect us to line up Kev no changes or do we see um, Hoiberg coming back in for Romeo? I think that might be the only change um He's clearly back to fitness now, so I think that would be um, an interesting one, won't it, if he to stick with Romero for Heuberg. Um It'd be quite damning for <laughs> Pierre, I think. Wow, um, I mean, you say that, but don't forget, we've only conceded one goal and we're undefeated when romeo has been in the team. So, And you said yourself, mm, if it ain't broke... Yeah, I think, I, you know, maybe you could go half and half or something... But, you know, Romeo doesn't really seem to be showing any signs of uh, being tired at all. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd go with exactly the same side. I mean, we, we, we gave it to Everton. Um, True. Very much gave it to City. Um, yeah, I think I think an unchanged 11. I mean, if um, I'd be pleased if Gineppo or Buffo were back. Yeah, give us a different op- option off the bench, give, I suppose. Yeah, give us some good options, but... Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be an unchanged side again. OK. Um, predictions, then. Um, United Tunnel said 3-1 United. Um, Statman Steve, Kev, just so you know, went for a, a very, very positive 2-1 Saints win. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? What are you going for? Um, yeah, I, I don't see us doing this one. Uh, not going to do the Manchester double, then, though? No? no, I mean, then I'm very good for them. I'm just looking at, um, yeah, that... That front line there. Um, okay, Martial, yeah. But yeah, Fernandez, Rashford, Greenwood, they're all. Oh, Martial's been banging them in for fun as well, Kevin. He's, yeah. he's got a hat trick the other week, didn't he? Um, who was that against? Uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United, oh. Jesus. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and then what, Pogba, Matic? Oh, Christ, no. Um, I think 2 1's probably going to be quite a good result for us. If, um, yeah, OK, I'll go 2-1 to United on this one. I, know, I mean, I've got Saints to lose this game, but it was just a question of how many for me. Um, but I mean, you're looking back at the history of this fixture, there's always a lot of goals. Yeah. I, you know, and I remember the 6-3. <laughs> mm. um, 
well, I think that the couple of seasons afterwards, Man United did us six one as well. So there's 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 a lot of history in this fixture. I don't know why, but I'm going to say a three two United win. Mm. I think it's going to be a humdinger. Okay. So yeah, three two to United. Um, and going back to the United tunnel, obviously our three questions, Kev. I had to ask him: uh, Would you rather wear a Liverpool shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten? Any ideas what he said? Haunted house? <laughs> Anything but a Liverpool shirt. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, half the height of Messi or twice the height of Crouch. He's going half the height. Oh, sorry, twice the height of Crouch. Half the height of Crouch. That's an option, yeah. Um, fan chant, Kev. Now, the beauty of this, right, is that I can give you the lyrics and you can sing it if you like. So, to the tune of the classic Stone Roses Waterfall. We've got Ollie's at the wheel. Tell me how good does it feel? We've got Bruno, Paul Pogba and Fred. Marcus Rashford is a mank born and bred. Mm, okay, that's nice. It's yeah. got the good like Manchester feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone Roses, obviously. Um, and of course, we I, I had uh, contact with United Journal as well on Twitter. Um, and I've asked him the same questions. And I thought we could kind of like compare their assessment of the, of the Saints team and, and how they see this game going uh, and again same same questions what sort of a game can we expect um, and United Journal go into detail a little bit more and said the, the previous leg at St Mary's had a different build up to the game United didn't have a certain Bruno or Martial on the field that day they had to rely on the creativity of Pereira and Mata uh, and had already suffered a home defeat to the hands of Crystal Palace in the previous match whereas Southampton had a slow start to the season and were playing at home having defeated Brighton in their previous match and fielding a solid defenders like Vestergaard and Bednarik. Interesting that he uses uh, Vestergaard as a solid defender, but yeah. Uh, and we can say that Southampton fairly dominated possession that day, except for the first half an hour. Uh, but we've both come a long way since. There's been an outbreak of the coronavirus, as we know. The backdrop has changed. Three months of enforced uh, break has uh, been beneficial for most clubs in terms of injury cohesion among the players or team bonding but everyone has been the financial victim of a certain extent keeping the financial aspect aside we can fairly say United have now got their best possible lineup in the whole season with the talisman Pogba and the Portuguese Magnifico Bruno clicking in every match for United we're on a roll having gone unbeaten in 17 matches in all competitions and honestly honestly the most informed team in the country Southampton's too has changed a lot they are they aren't ending up on the wrong side of the score lines anymore Manager Ralph Hasenhut has signed a new deal and the team bonding is clearly visible among the lads. They have been on good form since the restart, having won against the likes of City uh, and relentless defending deserve, deserves uh, to be mentioned. Man United welcomes Southampton to Old Trafford on Monday with Champions League qualification at stakes. We can definitely see a counter-attacking football foot, uh, from Saints while United are expected to hold on to the ball most of the time trying to sneak through and split open the opponent's defence. Uh, and then you've got Mason Greenwood, he goes on, uh, is a top-class finisher. Whenever he finds the sight of the net, you know, it won't be easy for, uh, at all for United, but we can expect a 2-0 or 3-1 victory for the Red Devils. Mm. So, yeah, um, really, really went for it then. Um, and I, you know, I asked him, how, how, how do we stop United in this form? And if Southampton are to stop United's dazzling run of form, they need to be clinical on their attacks and can definitely count on Ings, who's been on top form since, uh, well, since the start of the season. Shea Adams has also been performing well lately, combined with Ward-Prowse's uh, show from set pieces, which has troubled the United back four uh, this season. 
Lastly, if Southampton put on a defensive shell like they did against Man City at home, they can definitely snatch a, a point or three at Old Trafford. Uh, and he's, he says about the weaknesses, says that Maguire and Lind- Lindelof, are, you know, if you can get them moving about, shifting, that's an, that could be an area of weakness and set pieces also. Uh, United have conceded quite a lot of uh, goals from set pieces, one of them against Saints as well, when, when Vestergaard scored. Mm. Um, and again, I, you know, who are you worried most about? He's gone with the obvious Ings and, and Ward Prowse. Uh, if you could pick one Saints player, who did he go for, Kevin? Vestergaard. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gone for Ward Prowse. He says he's 25, agile, experienced in the Premier League, deadly with set pieces, especially those from close range, apart from penalties. Uh, can hold the ball well, uh, has the vision to split open the opponent's defence, can be definitely the utility player in the Man United setup, who can provide cover for cup games beside the league. Predicted lineup, he's gone exactly the same as United Tunnel. Score prediction as he's already given us. Um, and then the three questions, of course. Liverpool shirt or a haunted house? What did he say? Haunted house? He said that's an easy question, to be honest. It would rather live in a haunted house for 10 years so that you get to know the supernatural world, if there is any, and make friends with the spirits so that we can use them to travel the Scousers. Um, <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah. He said it's, um, it's better to live with these than wearing a Liverpool shirt for even five seconds. So very, very good answer. Uh, and the the Messi crouch, uh, he said he would rather be he would rather be half the size of Lionel Messi. Uh, chance, favourite fan chance. He said there's been a lot of chance, and we all like uh, singing on match days. In recent times, our picks have been Bruno, 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 Portuguese Magnifico, Take Me Home United Road, We Love United, We Do, and Ollie's at the Wheel. So yeah, that was excellent from both United Tunnel and United Journal for helping us out this week. So thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, extra time then. So we'll start off with predictions. So uh, you went 2-1 Everton. Steve went 1-0 Saints. Uh, And what did I go for, Kev? Do you remember? Yes, I think I do remember. I I think you may have gone for a one-all draw. I did. So that's Mm. a maximum gain for me, which leaves the scores now. Kevin on 53. Me... On 46, that's just seven behind now, and Steve's on four still. So yeah, it's, it's um, I've made it interesting at least. As I say, it may already be over, but I've made it interesting. Now you're in with the shout. And didn't last year didn't we include um, um, yeah, the, the league position, league positions, and um, mm. top scorer and stuff. Uh, Super six, uh, round 63 was won by Matt Latiz with nine points. Not a particularly high score. I mean, I looked at it during game time and I was at the top again, so it would have been three wins from four weeks for me. But I got seven, so only two behind Matt. Um, but overall, Tom Hennigan has, the, has a healthy 20-point lead now over Tony Randall, so it looks like he's going to win it for the season with only a few weeks left to go. Uh, Fantasy Premier League, Kevin. OK, I've opened uh, Fantasy Football for the first time in maybe two weeks. I've got Troy Deeney on the bench. Oh dear. Did you have um, <laughs> Mikel Antonio? No. Yeah, you know what? I've just abandoned my team. I was so disappointed that I missed that deadline with the um, uh, restart. Yeah, I'd just completely forgotten about it, if I'm honest. 19 points so far this week. And um, yeah, it looks like there's a lot of points up for grabs as well. I, I mean, I, I took a free hit this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, captain, I captain Ings. Uh, and Bruno was my vice captain as well, so 
Yeah, okay, it was it was good. Um, but this week, not so good. I think I've only scored nine so far. Mm-hmm. But then most of my players haven't haven't gone yet. I mean, I've got uh, Vardy as my captain, uh, and he's got Bournemouth today. Oh, that's a good chat. Mm. Yeah, um, I've got Ings as my vice. Um, Jimenez has scored me six today. Uh, Grealish has got me one. But I've still, I mean, I've still got a full helping of Man United players. I've got Wan-Bissaka, Fernandez, and Martial. Yeah, and I've got Schmeichel in goal for, for Bournemouth because they're not scoring a lot of goals lately. But yeah, I, I think I've got a lot to come this week. I'm not saying I'm going to win, but... Yeah, I mean, you may you may well catch me just uh, just yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm lingering um, in the middle of our podcaster's uh, table. Um, I think Matt, Matt Marksdale might even catch me. Um, but yeah, John Bailey, um, Statman Steve, and then um, then Freddie of the Ugly Inside. Um yeah, I don't think that there's any change in our in that number league. Lucy's still top. Um, I mean, she just had such a brilliant couple of weeks after um, restart. Um, she's overtaken Steve McCulloch and Jamie Thorpe in third. I mean, they're, those three they're they're on the same points. Um, Stephen and Jamie on twenty sixty eight at the moment. Wow. Um, yeah, they're running away with it. I think they're going to be our gold, uh, silver, and bronze medalists. Yeah, I'm I'm twenty seventh. That that makes me sound respectable, doesn't it? Well, it depends. If they're twenty eight in the league. <laughs> no. Uh, how many are there now? Sixty. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Statman Steve is eighteenth. Wow. And yeah, we don't need to say where I am. It's fine. Ken, are you still Fifty Shades of Change? No, I'm Shakhtar Senseless. Oh, right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're 39. Although I think when it updates, you may have leapfrogged a few others, including Dan Hargraves. I think the people that are below me have just given up on their team. <laughs> you look at some of them and they're just like, why have they still got you know, some players that aren't even in the bloody Premier League anymore? It's just uh, like yeah. Russian phrase this week, Kev. Have you thought of anything? Um, I don't know. Um... Okay, I mean, Prousey, Prousey missed that penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay, Let's see how your Cyrillic reading is. Pramazel. 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 Like muzzle touch, but Pramazel. Pramazel, what's that mean? Yeah, like uh, he missed it. Oh, okay. Pramazel. The yeah. There you are. Cool. I think we are done for the week, Kevin. So, yeah, without any further ado, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.